Yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Bill out the China Man with the two live group. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the boy, Master P. Yo, check us out. Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is Jerry Heller, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Support DJ Paul Taylor, 361. Young Dizzy Bomb. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up now, motherfucker? The show that shows the limits, broadcast up and put the real interviews full of shit every artist. Still got love for the underground field. Rappers with records, revealing the shit, and rappers are coming up. Get up, put on, wait to the platform to fight the mainstream. The show that you need to be on. Get up, future, yes, for life, earth, green, and follow up with the background. Open my thoughts up and 
<clears throat> just get deep into the craft. You know what I'm saying? But you know the food and the water and everything, man. It's just it's, it's crazy because you know when you go to the store, you see a lot of people not wearing a mask and they want to conversate and you know you don't want to be rude, but you want to protect your family because you got to go home with this. So you know I'm kind of yeah. like really standoffish with with everybody. Me too. I don't really want to be around family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah so, me, you know. me too, 100%. Like, anybody that's not in my household, I really, you know, I don't want to be around them. And you're right about the masks, too. I don't understand what the big deal is because it's not about, you know, if you don't want to protect yourself, it's about having respect and protecting others. So I don't right. I don't get it. It's crazy. Yeah. I you think know, some people um, believe they, they are, they, they are immune to the shit and they're not going to catch it because of an age group or whatever. You know, and I mean that's not my lead to them. I'm just I'm gonna make sure I protect myself and and be cool, and not bring that shit back to my household. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, um, but also you know, uh, you know, we're seeing the horrible incidents take place like, almost on a daily basis, like what happened with uh, George Floyd. Rest in peace, uh, George yeah, Floyd. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, New Orleans is, is a city notoriously known for police corruption. You know, uh, what, what's it like, you know what I'm saying, growing up in, in New Orleans having to deal with that? Well, in, in this present time, you know, it, it, I tell you the truth, man, a lot of uh, we really, in New Orleans per se, we really, it, it, you know, it, they don't really have a lot of that going on, you know, not as well as, you know, like around the world and around the country, but you know, back in the earlier days, you know, which has a lot to do with the overall situation that we count, you know, that the reason I came on, uh, police corruption, man, was legendary. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, we used to have to pay to sling on the corner. We used to have to pay $1,000 a week to, to sell on the corner. And if you didn't, wow. if you didn't, you know, up your bread, you're going to legit. You know what I'm saying? They're going to lock your ass up. But, and on the good side of that, if you did pay your little money, you was you was free to do, you know, do your thing. But, they, you know, they would let you know when shit was coming down or whatever. But, you know, in the long story, shit, man, you, you still went to jail. Because at some point, you don't want to pay them $1,000 a day. You're looking at how much they're making. They're making damn near 30 racks a week off of different little drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? So the shit was kind of crazy back in the day. This was like... The, early, the late 80s, the early 90s, you know, it was raw, man. I mean, we had the Jump Out Boys. We had uh, a bunch of different notorious police officers that was high up in the in the crime, you know, ring with a lot of kingpins. So, you know, the shit was crazy. You know, but yeah. now with the George Floyd thing, man, and all of these different police killings, you know, this, you know, people, they're killing these black guys, man. It's, it's been something that's been... In the, you know, this shit was been supposed to happen, but there's a time and a, and a place for everything. So right now is a good time for the movement, and I'm, I'm proud of my people for standing up and everybody around the world is, is standing with us on this. You know what I'm saying? Not just black yeah. people. I mean, all, all cultures, all All races, over the globe. It's amazing. Right, are standing with us, and, and it needs to happen, bro, because it could be my son, your son, his son, that son, anybody. It could be... Your mom and your grandmother, they, it, it seems they really don't have no 
no care about the age limit or whatever because I've been seeing some stuff to where they've been knocking old ladies down, handcuffing the old woman for trying to protect her son and just a bunch of foolishness. And I think they really need to reform the police force and get them to, to, to abide by the citizens, you know, rules of, of, of mankind before your job. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. Before well, your job, yeah. this comes down to morals and ethics and, and what you are as a human. Because if you didn't have a badge on, the same thing could happen to you. You know what I'm but saying? But the so, problem with the police is they don't uphold the law. They think they are the law. And that's right. the problem. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah you, said, you said it right, man. They're, well, yeah, and, and they're the biggest gang um, on the, in the world. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Fraternal Order of Police, I think there's like 400,000 members. And and most of their symbolism, I mean, it, we ain't going to get off into this too much, but most of their symbolisms is uh, right there with Masonic stuff. So they're kind of two in the hand, hand in hand. There's a lot of a lot of stuff we don't know about, man. That, right. Um, right. Coming to light, you know, so to speak. Um but uh, but now let's talk a little bit about music, and then I want to give the listeners a chance to hear some of this dope music you sent me. Um, uh, your family is is a notorious musical family, um, man. What was it like coming up? Uh, you know what I'm saying as a kid and, and and learning music yourself. Man, so that question right there is, is really a dope question because let me tell you, you know, take for instance, of a, a, a youngster whose family is into dentistry. Right? So, you know, they pushing that on the kid, right? So the kid is kind of rebellious toward, I don't want to be no dentist. I want to be whatever whatever the kid wants to be. So for me, it was kind of like that in the early, early years because had I took what was being pushed towards me, I'd be a much more hell of a, you know, prolific musician for playing each instrument, you know, because I was offered the opportunity, but at an early age, the streets kind of grabbed me. And took me away from all of that for a long time until it was, you know, I met a brother named DJ Nasty up, uh, you know, he lives in, in, in New York. And uh, we were about 12 years old, man, and we did a bunch of different stuff around New York, around Boston, the club called City Side. We did a tour in all of those clubs. So that kind of brought me back to the music. And then when I started realizing what my family had to offer, you know, it was kind of too late. You know what I mean? But I still did adapt it, and it was fun. My mom used to walk me to the store singing jazz songs. I used to go watch my uncles and them play, and it kind of kept me motivated and wanting to do it. So, you know, it was good, but it was also me not accepting what I was offered. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if I could do it again, of course, I probably would end up in the same position because you can't change what's destined. But, uh, it was great, man. I mean, that's why I'm able to create, I guess, diverse music to the point where with the musicians, you know, ship and, and the different types of styles I bring. And uh, so to answer that question, it was wonderful, man. I, but, you know, like I said, I got detoured along the way, but I did come back. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, uh, what made you gravitate towards the hip-hop side of the, of the man, music? Man, so... So check it out. Like I said, my mom used to walk me to the store. She used to sing this song called Night in Tunisia. It's kind of a long time ago in the 40s. Has anybody ever said song? You know, she would sing that to me while we were going to the grocery store to get groceries. So that was always stuck in my head. So like I said, I met the little guy, uh, DJ Nasty, when I was about 12 or something like that. And uh, he had this drum machine, a, 70, a, 60, a 707, something like that. And he bought this drum machine in my house, man. And then I went and lived with them in New York for a little while. 
like in Manhattan and in Brooklyn and uh, wherever they was living, I went. And, man, we went to shows. We did all kind of stuff while I was on my little escapade in New York. And when I got back home, of course, I was rapping, but I had no clue to the next level that it was going to take me to. You know what I'm saying? We had MCs back home, you know, a couple of cats, a lot of different cats. I can't remember most of their names. But for the most part, once I heard certain songs, like, matter of fact, some KRS-One, you know, a, 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 a public enemy, uh, and a couple of the older cats, like the Poor Rights Teachers and, and all that kind of stuff, and just the beat and the melody kind of brought me into a different little feeling, you know, and I started, yeah. you know, putting these tunes together. I never did write. I always freestyled up until I think I was about 16 is when I wrote, actually wrote a, a song. But before that, it was just freestyling, battling, freestyling on Canal Street with a lot of different uh, up-and-coming MCs, you know, from from that era. And uh, so what brought me there, man, was just hearing the different sounds and the vibes and just watching and listening and, you know, absorbing everything. And, and it was just no one style. It was a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're a kid, you know, you soak that up as a sponge. You sponge it up. You know, it's, it's yeah. all coming to you, and you just take and do what you want with it. It's like a big pot of gumbo. So whatever came out of the pot, you know, as you eat, like you might grab a crawfish leg or, or, or not a crawfish leg, a crab leg, and you eat that. So that's one type of music. Then you might grab something else, or you might get some sausage, and that's another kind of music. So it kind of kept me beside, just, you know, without just being pigeonholed into one little area. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. And plus the possibilities with hip-hop, I mean, like you said, it's like a pot of gumbo. It's endless. You know, right. uh, people can put an orchestra in there, you know what I'm saying, band, right. whatever. Um, yeah, I feel it. I feel it, definitely. Let's go into one of these uh, tracks. Um, you know what I'm saying? We'll go with this uh, War Tunes first, man. Why don't you uh, break okay. this one down? Okay, which, which, one, which, which one is it? The, uh, War Tunes, the title track? Yeah, War Tunes, yeah. Okay, well, so for, for that project, man, what I what I was envisioning was a, 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 a you listening to a visual. I actually didn't get to put you know put it together exactly the way I wanted because it would take a little bit too much time, and I wanted to help and get something out there. But I did kind of take my time on it. So this particular track was just the title track for the album, or for the you know for the twenty twenty five minutes of, of whatever you want to call it, a max of this or whatever. It was pieces of my life and different, you know, elements of, of growing up in a city that was notorious for drug kingpins and for just street life, period. So I just kind of wanted to show people that, you know, when you grow up in this in this environment, this is what you're going to produce. And these are stories and stuff that, is, that, that, that came from way back in my life. It's not just, it's not like right now I'm living that. This is stuff, this is chapters of my life. So it's not like, you know, I want people to understand I'm not out here doing this. And, of course, they know that because if every rapper was doing what they're saying, there would be no rappers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. besides, you know, with the street shit, not the partying and all that. So for that track, it was just kind of the title track to the album and, you know, just giving people a piece of my past. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. We'll be right back here with uh, Damian Neville, a.k.a. Lord Nexus, and Murder Master Music Show. Don't go nowhere.
up, so fuck it, why should I? Feelings was never dead, let it rain. Feet 20 from one low cocaine ever. I'm Barella, the lost hope. Money bag, chain killer, watching you through the scope. Low key, OG, never know where you find me. Oh, a block pressure. Towers gon' flee, boy, what they going under. Something you don't see, no flash. Get the bag, put that bitch in the stash. 20 years past, still living up what he had. Wait, that boy cooling, don't be fucking with nothing. Chillin', making this music, not the bragging, it's nothing luck. I put that shit on the table and call it what it is. Man, these niggas been perpetrating lying for years. I just watch it, step back in the gap. Clowns came with that shit, split their head to the fat Look, and watch this partner take two to the waist. Then laid and played dead, but still took one to the face. Look, bust out the alley, hit the driver in the alley, hit the corner with the savage, no flag, all action, no brakes, all tracks, and come trip and get your itch. It's a must when I bust a few of these things. It's just like this. When you see your little niggas to do shit, don't miss, little bitch, cause I bury your whole clip. War tools, resemblance to war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me, moving something from me. When you start in the gutter, they can't take nothing from you. Resemblance to war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me. Wanting something from me When you start in the gutter They can't take nothing from you Late night Gunfight, bullet written vehicle, shot in the arm, bleed trying to make it home. No hospital, cause they call the police. Flesh will wash it out with grease stitches at least. Still in the streets, blood leaking through the shirt. Gotta change the bandages, can't let them know I'm hurt. Look, but still working the block, serving that slot, wounded or not. Keeping the spot pumping, the corner jumping. Out all night, still popping with you done. I ain't going home until I see the school churn. Dirt in my nose, the state woke while I'm serving. Stones. You're killing your people, no worries, they grown They gon' get it from them niggas up the street So I sure stop on my G, fucking nigga, I'm trying to eat That shake bag is something you gotta keep You gotta get it from me, I serve a smoker for three Air dollar count, air customer getting served Old school rules, don't need no bad reviews Look, only take it for one smoker to tell the rest is boom Word of mouth, move products that sell that shit you want I re-cook if I have to, then test it myself If I get hooked, then I just check it we have some help. Ain't never gave a shit. Feed to the whole clip. Leave what I came with. Keep the weapon and dip. War tools. Resemblance to war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me. Wounds something from me. When you start in the gutter, they can't take nothing from you. Resemblance to war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me. Wanting something from me. When you start in the gutter, they can't take nothing for tools. Resemblance of war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me. Wanting something from me. When you start in the gutter, they can't take nothing from you. Resemblance of war wounds. Slide through and hit fair one in your leg wounds. Hey, they looking for me. Wanting something from me. When you start in the gutter, they can't take nothing from you.
back right here on the Murder Master Music Show, episode 703. Damian Neville, a.k.a. Lord Nexus. That was War Tunes. Let me bring him back on. All my co-hosts for the evening, exit only. Um, man, that's what I'm talking about. Now, where uh, where could they get that if they want to, uh, you know what I'm saying, download that? Man, it's on every platform, like Spotify, iTunes, CD Baby, uh, Apple Music, Google Play. A little bit of everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And so they can they can get it from all those sources, iTunes, you know, the stream on, on YouTube or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's available on all platforms. And, it's a whole and I got to say, that, 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 say something, Prez. It's about maybe six songs, and, you know, I'm very big on concepts and painting things. The whole project. They need to hear. It's more than just the one or two or three songs you have. The whole project in its entirety is a story. It's it's amazing. Nice piece of work. Love it. And my deck now. Truly appreciate it, my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that particular track, that was you know that's a, that's like the title track to it. And uh, actually, that's the first song I came up with. So I was gonna put it first, but then I thought about it and I you know I said nah, I'm gonna do a whole little. Thing with this, like I said, it was actually supposed to be about twelve songs, but the time frame and you know waiting, you know, this is a process. This stuff, you know, I, I just don't do stuff to try to hurry up and do it. I try to at least give a visual, a, a listening visual of what I'm seeing. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, that was a, a peek back into my past. So, you know, I wanted to kind of give it to them how how I lived it and how it came. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. When did you uh? When did you like? Uh, what was the first thing you put out? Man. Okay. So we had a group called Deaf Generation. The first thing we, I put out, man, was a a collaborative group. And this was now. Let me give it to you like this. This was a fifteen piece band, right? We had uh, we had uh, uh just fifteen people. We had five piece horn section. We had a uh, guitar player, bass player, drummer. Kunga player, lead singer, three rappers, and some dancers and, and shit. You know, it was it was a big deal. So we put out a song called uh, "Running with the Second Line," and that was like in the early '90s, and it was number one on Q93 for like 14, 15 weeks or something like that. So that was kind of my first piece that I together as a collective with the group put out. You know, and that it was phenomenal, man. That 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 record there uh, kind of laid the groundwork to a lot of stuff that's going on now because when we was doing the live band thing back then, people was like, oh, man, y'all doing that. Oh, man, that ain't, you know, this and that. And then when you look today, everybody's doing the band thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, not knocking, saying that, you know, nothing negative toward nobody, but they were shunning us, saying, man, y'all. But, I mean, people were into it. It was, it was a big band. I mean, you came to the show and you had trumpets and trombones and tubas and you know, these three dudes on stage rapping with a lead singer and broke it up into sections. What it was, like, the first part of the show would be, you know, like a little introduction. The second part would be kind of like bringing in the lead singer where he could do a few songs. Then the third part, I changed clothes and come back, boom, into the hip-hop and did a couple songs there. Then, you know, went to another level and another level. So we opened up for a lot of people, man. Another Brothers, we did uh, the Gap Band, Tina Marie, we did... uh. So much I can't even name, man, but that was the first record that actually made me want to do this shit for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, 
definitely. New Orleans, I mean, the, the, the musical history there is just ridiculous. You know, and, and, you know, like I said, you come from a family that that's rich in that history. You know, right. but of course, you got other people like Fats Domino, uh, oh, so man. many legends. We can go down the, so down the list. Um, I mean, it's, it's so when phenomenal. You make hip-hop, right. you know, jazz and, 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 you know what I'm saying, instrumentation, that, that sounds like it, it, it's a big part of your music. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. And actually, uh, you know, when, when, when creating, if there's something I can't do, I would mimic it just enough to be able to get the professional, like the horns or guitar or whatever. You know, I can play a little bit of bass and a little bit of guitar. I mean, I'm I'm picking Wilson. You know, I'm picking it. But I would do just enough to be able to call somebody and say, hey, I need you over here on this track. Like, hey, oh, 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 could you come do this for me? And, and people would come and do, man. It took me, I got a song as Damon Neville called uh, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. It took me a year to create that song because all of the musicians I wanted were out of town on the road at the time. So I had to wait for certain people to come back in town. I had to wait for, uh, you know, the, the the engineer to be able to work with me, and it took a whole year. But I actually pulled it off, and it's a, it's a classic song. It hadn't picked up yet, but, I mean, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll be a part of the, the Mardi Gras tradition every year. But when you say musicianship, man, you know, a lot of cats be on the road, and I want who I want. I don't want to... Just settle for less and get your boy from up the street unless he can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah it's a big deal, man. Especially when you when when you come from a city where you got so many musicians and you got the picking that you know which ones you want. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. Uh, most most doubt. I mean, no doubt, man. That's and and you know that that's needed. I think hip hop embodies all forms of music. You know. um, that's why it, it, it's got such a global reach, you know. Right. Um, but New Orleans music itself, too, it's it's got its own vibe. I mean, you know it's from New Orleans when you hear it, you know. Right. Um, it's got its own distinct vibe. But, um, you know, uh, man, you, you, we were talking about corrupt police and, and things of that nature earlier. Uh, man, you, you went through the ringer, uh, so to speak. Um, at one point in time, you were falsely accused of murder. Um, right, right. You care to talk right. a little bit about that situation and and what went down with the police? Yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. I, you know, like I said, you know, first let me put it out there that uh, you know, not only was I kind of like you know involved in that shit, but I was using drugs at the time too. You know, I mean, I mean, if you got your in your possession just a plethora of drugs, of course. You know, as a youth, I was like 19, 20, 21, or some shit like that. I've used that shit. I loved it. It was it was the shit. But it kept, it had my mind frame to a point where I didn't do shit about nothing else except that money and getting high. You know what I'm saying? Pushing that shit. So so to kind of give you a little bit on the on the police shit, man. You know, like I said, a lot of this shit is touching, but uh, a lot of the people have been either convicted of some shit or dead or, or, or in jail for life. So we ain't dropping no names, but there was a situation, man, where I didn't know that I was uh, dealing with a police officer until I got arrested and went to jail and saw the dude who just dropped me 
280 pounds a week. And he was like, uh, oh, shit, hold up. What, what have you done? I got it. And he called somebody, and they sent the money, and they got me out. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I was like, fuck, okay. You know, I mean, I had no clue this dude. I was in the fucking precinct being booked. And he just happened to pass and say, hold up, what what he done? You know, and he, he paid, you know, he called whoever he called, and they paid my fine and got me out. You know what I'm saying? And I never heard another situation, another peep about that particular situation. So to go a little further, with that said, when shit really got crazy was, you know, my girl was killed. And uh, I, I didn't, like I said, I knew from the uh, arrest that this dude was the police now. So now I'm dealing with this cat. And some shit went on, man. And, and you know, I fucked around and, and took some shit that I wasn't supposed to take because of a, of, of a, uh, I ain't going to say a disagreement. It was because of, 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 you know, he handled me bad. You know what I'm saying? We was in a predicament where we was in a parking lot with a lot of people. And he's sitting in this badass whip with this chick, and, you know, he, I'm going to the vehicle saying, man, come on, look, make the drop. It's just not the place for this shit. And he's telling me, motherfucker, fuck that, you, you know, this and that. You working for me, I da 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 So, you know, after a couple of times of insulting my manhood and integrity and talking to me stupid in front of the steamer, I just got pissed and said, fuck that, and, and did some shit and took some shit that, uh, didn't belong to me. I mean, some of it w- was supposed to be for me, but, I mean, when I got the bag, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I really didn't understand the the, the, the uh, magnitude of the situation because I was just focused on my world. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't give a shit about who else was involved or whatever. But once you see that big picture, you know that's that oh, shit moment. Like, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It was it, it's, it's just crazy because I had no clue the amount of police who was involved with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, that's that's the corruption is deep, man. And I mean, it was all about the dollar, of course. You know, that's all it was about. They didn't give a shit about nothing else. It was it was money. Yeah, just so, uh, you know, so that's it. That's it. That's it, man. I mean, you know, and that's the case with with a lot of shit. To these days, even you know, when you look around at the, the political situation, it's not a they don't give a shit about the people. I mean, if they do, they fooled me, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, everybody flying in jets and all this old different shit. Why the people who paying all the money and, and paying taxes three, four times over from shit they work for, you know, ain't they struggling while, while all of the big wigs flying in jets and taking their broad to islands and all this old type of shit. You know, but it is what it is. That's a whole other conversation, you know. But uh, the political corruption for the police, man, that shit is, like, historical. They even have a few documentaries on, on, on the corruption of police in New Orleans. I, I've seen a few. And I was like, God damn, I was right in the midst of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But glad yeah. I didn't get caught up to the point where I had to go, you know, sit down for 40 years for somebody else's shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because because initially, didn't they uh, um, they were trying to charge you? Well, you, yeah, they did you know. actually. They did actually charge me with the the murder because you know it was like I said once again the shit is so crazy and and it goes so many different directions 
what happened was when I when I got to the location of the uh, crime scene, my, my mother called me and said, "Come home now," and I was like, "Shit, your house or mine?" You know, and she was like, "Your house, you know, uptown." So I was like, "All right." So, you know, when I went, everybody was standing outside, and uh, I saw everybody except for my girl, and so I kind of put it together, you know, you can look at the scene and kind of see if she ain't there, then something that fucking happened. So I jump out the vehicle and, and try to run to the door. They tackled me. So the two officers that tackled me, they took me into and tell you know, they just whipped me in the car and took me off. Now, I had no clue that these dudes was a part of whatever the fuck they was a part of. You know what I'm saying? So when I get to the interrogation office, they handcuff me to the table. They fucking, uh, you know, I'm high as fuck. I'm, 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 I'm high as fuck. I was, I was coked out. I, I've been snorting coke and shit and smoking blunts and dirty, you know, dirty blunts and shit. <clears throat> but I was still aware of my surroundings. But so they took me in there. They, t- they, they handcuffed me to the table and went to telling me the first thing they asked me was, where is the dope? Now, they didn't ask me shit about the girl until I fucking denied having the dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know. They beat me up, punching me in my face, kicking me in my fucking chest. My fucking face swole up. I could barely talk. You know, they beat the shit out. But they had me in there for eight hours, beating my ass, all behind the drugs. And then somewhere along the line, they went to asking me about the, the, the situation. You know, and I was like, man, I ain't do that shit. And they was like, pop, pop, beating the piss out of me. Because I, 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 I really had no clue to what the fuck was going on until... They said something to me because I still had no clue because at the first point, my girl was riding around with my cousin in a brand new Mercedes that her husband had just purchased. So she wasn't even at the crib. You know what I'm saying? So she wasn't even supposed to be home. So I had no clue, really, of what the fuck was going on. But I still was kind of curious because why everybody else here and, you know. But anyway, so they started getting whipping my ass. They beat me up and shit, asking me what a dope. And then they started telling me, Situations like you did this, huh? And I was like, no, I ain't do it. Pop! And they choked me out and had a gun in my head and all this old shit and say, you fucking did it. And, and me, as a 20 something year old, you know, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm trying to live. These motherfuckers want to hear something. I'm going to tell them what they want to hear. I say, okay, yeah, all right, all right. I done it. And they say, well, how you did it? And I said, man, I don't fucking know. And pop! They hit me again. And then they start spilling over the information to me, telling me, you know, what happened or what they thought happened. And you know, for me to repeat the shit. So they say, you did it like this, huh? And I just repeated what the fuck they said. You know what I'm saying? And for eight, eight hours later, I go and they put me on the 10th floor trying to say I was fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? After they whipped my ass and, and, and trying to find out where the dope was, when I didn't give it up, they just they just pinned me to the fucking murder. You know? And that shit for me was, was crazy because once I came down and was and was, you know, in a clear state of mind, I was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck I'd have done? And then my lawyer came to me, and he was like, listen. He looked at me first, and he was, took pictures, and he was like, oh, shit, they, they, you know, this and that. And so I was like, bruh. I said, man, he said, you know, he asked me, did I do it? And I said, man, no, I didn't. I said, listen, they beat the shit out of me. They fucking made me say certain shit. So with that said, he produced a report of, of what happened. So once I saw what happened on this report, and he was telling me, the shit didn't link up because they was they didn't even know what the crime scene was like because they was fresh on the you know they didn't even stay there and investigate or whatever and get the whole gist of the story. So when I when I found out, I'm like, God damn, all this shit, you know. So my story didn't match up with what the fuck they made me say. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, you know, after after all of that shit and, and we going to trial and shit, man, I thought I was done for because this you got police involved, you got, you know, all kind of shit happening. So I just thought I was done. I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to prison for the rest of my life for some shit I ain't do. I say all the different shit I done in my life and, and, and you know, kind of got, got away with for street shit, and I get popped for something like this, some shit I did do, and I'm about to go to penitentiary for this. No, it's not about to happen. So my lawyer, you know, we did work shit out, and we, we went on ahead and started getting the fucking case together because I wasn't even, I wasn't home. I, my fucking, you know, they found a couple of different fibers of hair and different shit on the scene, you know, and the way they described the crime, man, I'd have been covered in fucking blood. You understand what I'm saying? So they took me straight for, and, and straight to the police station. So for me, I'm, man, look, this is a big fucking deal. So you can understand how many throughout the you know history of, of my life, all those years of walking around with you know holding on to some shit that I didn't do and never spoke on it and was just living my life, but still running across situations where people were saying, "Oh, that's that motherfucker who did this," you know what I'm saying? Because I never spoke on it. So they was said one-sided information. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I found not guilty. They didn't have no fucking evidence. They didn't have nothing on me because I wasn't even home. I was somewhere else doing some other shit. So, so you had a rock solid alibi then? Well, yeah, the alibi was rock solid, but if I would have told them actually what I was doing, they probably would have arrested me for that shit. But it was a rock solid alibi because people saw me and, and other people knew that I wasn't fucking home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't even there. Even even the 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 uh, the uh, the brother, even he, you know, he came downstairs and he, he, he said I wasn't there. But then when it got to the courtroom, he did something different. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of weird to me because first he was in my corner, and then next thing I know, he get in the courtroom and start saying some other shit. But I understand because this your people, and I, I get it. I'm not mad with that dude or nothing. I ain't got no problems with you. Regardless of what you have against me, I'm not going to bash you. I'm not going to do none of that. But it just tripped me out to see that in the courtroom that you, you, you went another way after, you know, what was said. And, and, you know, you know I wouldn't do no shit like this. So her brother you know even said that you weren't there. So that, yeah, he, I mean, he said a bunch of shit. He said a bunch of shit. He yeah. said I wasn't there. He said a lot of stuff. But like I said, I understand because this is this, this this is like this is touching, man. This is family. You know what I'm saying? So who knows what a man's gonna do or say when he and you know when somebody you love has been touched like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like I said, I don't I don't I don't have no animosity toward him. You did a bunch of shit, said a bunch of shit. I ain't got no problem with that. You did what you did. I understand. You had to get your anger out. It is what it is. But me myself personally, I would never. Make a record of, of you know a lot of people saying you should come back with a diss record and say this and say that. I'm not into the. I'm not going to profit off of somebody's demise. That's not my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My integrity, my morals, my ethics. I brought up the right way, even though I took a wrong path. I'm not going to do that. So that Respect was always that, out man. of the books for me. Yeah, no man, no doubt because that was never on the plate on, on the table for me. I'm not going to come back saying what I'm going to do or what this and that. And I'm not doing that. That's you know this G shit. I'm not no damn plastic rapper or plastic MC. This truth for me. No. So if I speak it, I'm gonna do it. If I if I make a threat, I'm not gonna. So that's some shit that I'm not into. You know what I'm saying? And I had very much compassion. I even reached out a couple of times to try to 
you know, talk with the family and, and let them know, look, man, this wasn't me. I didn't do this shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you ever I find find those killer? people. Killers? Nah, well, I'm going to tell you like this. When I when I come home, anybody I felt like had something to do with it, I, you know, kind of was, it was some court, street court shit. You know what I'm saying? It was just some street shit. But, I mean, you know, that's a that's a thing that, for me, too, is still kind of fucked up. It's like they never really said, you know, they never found somebody to charge the shit, you dig? Because, like I said, it was just so much. You can't really, I didn't even know where to look. But if I felt like somebody had something to do with the shit, I did what I had to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it was just too many layers to the shit, man. You got police, you got fuck. You know how many people they was trying to protect? You know what I'm saying? You had lawyers and, and, and judges and everything who was all corrupt in that whole little circle. You know, and when I, when I would tell people that shit, they were like, oh, you tripping and this and that. You, you, you crazy and uh, whatever. But, man, this shit was layers. It wasn't just no about me. This shit was bigger than me. So, look, while I'm in court, like, I was in court, bro, facing this shit, right? Matter of fact, I was on trial the same time OJ was on trial. And so I had to watch that and then watch myself. I'm like, damn, they put OJ on, then they put me on. And I'm like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? And so while during court, they had some weird-looking fellas in there that I knew wasn't a part of his side of the family or my side of the family. They were just dudes in there, and they would just sit there and look. So every time I looked to the back, a motherfucker would be, you know, looking at me just sitting there, you know. And, and when I say weird-looking dudes, I'm talking about, you know, some, 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 not some just street shit. I'm talking about some, 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 some mafia-looking type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or Lynchman type Oh, yeah, shit. mafia's big in New Orleans, man, yeah. Man, uh, and, and, and you got to realize with the police and with all this shit going on, you don't know who is who. So, I, you know, for me to try to say I could have an idea of who did it, man, them people going to kill. I even got threat letters to see if you say any fucking thing about the drugs, about anything, we're going to kill your fucking family. Mm. They named family members. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I'm going to shut the fuck up and take the charge. I'm not going to jeopardize nobody I can see. Not to cut you off, uh, Damien, but I yeah. can see why you've been carrying this around because it's like you said, it's so complex. You had the cops beat you. You had, uh, um, you know, put a gun to your head, force a, a, a false confession out of you, try you up for murder. I mean, how did you, you know what I'm saying, get through all this? And, and, and not to mention losing a, a, a girlfriend. Right, right. Man, listen, the whole time I was in jail, I fucking, I mean, I was just looking to wake up from a fucking dream, bro, because there was no way. We got the number one record. I'm, I'm, you know, we number one in Japan. We had a record in Japan over a lot of big artists at the time. There was no way I looked at my life that it would take that turn. You know what I'm saying? And so for me in jail, bro, I just was like, fuck. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, I, you know, once we went to trial and, and uh, they reviewed all the evidence and the jury went in and they came back without a doubt not guilty, you know, I fucking, I had to move away from the city. And not just, you know, I'm going to say not just because of the family, but because of all of the other shit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get the fuck, man. So I went, I went and moved to Mississippi for a little while just to get out of the city. Because I knew that some other shit was going to go on. And like I'm saying, it wasn't even about retaliation for her. It was about the other shit. Because I took some shit from some some, some powerful motherfuckers. So I had, to, I had to jet. You know what I'm saying? And, I still, and, and the trip part is, 
when I did that, motherfucker still found me and was sending messages and, and you know, I, so, you know, that's, that's beyond reachable. And, and some of the shit, like I said, I'm really trying to skate around a bunch of shit because I don't want no shit to come back from that. Because, like I said, a lot of people, some of the people are still moving around. I don't know where the fuck they're at. But some of the people are dead in jail and some of the people are still on the police force. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. who knows what's going to even come from this conversation we're having right now. I mean, they might have a lot of shit come out behind this, but you know, well, I, it's I just, hope uh, I hope nothing uh, nothing you know, bad like that happens, well, yeah, man. No because uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 always it's always very touchy, man, when you're dealing with uh, you know, same murder and, and and all this corruption and, and complexity involved. Um, but yeah, the, the cops, man. Um, Unfortunately, they do that to so many people. We I interviewed on another show somebody from the Innocence Project, and they were telling us the statistics of people getting put in jail and death row. I mean, there they put people to death. You know what I'm saying? You could have very right. well easily been put to death. How how long did the uh, trial last? Man, it lasted about I said <coughs> let's see. So from about the end of '94. To, to, to 95, 96 So the trial went on for like About 8 days 9 days or some shit like that And uh, Every day I went to court bro, I would see the family I even see saw the, the little, um, my little stepson At the time he looked at me and said When you coming, man when you coming home You know and that shit fucking shook me bro Because I'm like god damn you know it, it just was like a, a fucking movie, man. I'm telling you, it was like some shit that you want to wake up from. And, I mean, just going to try, going in there every day, knowing that I can lose, my life could be over and and just, you know, in a couple of minutes behind some shit I didn't do. Now, had I done some shit, hey, give me my shit. Give me my ticket. You know what I'm saying? But for some shit I didn't do, I'm not going to go to penitentiary for the rest of my life. So I fought. But at the same time, it wasn't even in my hands. It was up to God and up to the jury. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, they know, they had to know something because they went in there and they reviewed the evidence. You know what I'm saying? And they saw there was nothing for me there. Even my clothes. I had the same shit on. They said something about my clothes and this and that. But, fuck, man, if I would have did what they say I did, dude, you would have found blood all over me. Because when I looked at the reports and I seen the way they, you know how they draw the little, the little shit up for you, and you know when he was describing this shit to me, they even showed me pictures, bro. I could have fucking shit on myself, man, looking at this shit, bro. You know, it, it really was touching, and had me in a in a in a in a tearful. I wanted to bust out crying every day in the fucking courtroom, but you know, I wasn't gonna do that shit. I I just had to hold that shit. If a tear did come down, I hurry up and wipe that shit. I didn't wanna. It's not what I was in there for. I'm in here to get. The fucking justice system to really do their fucking job, and they did it. You know what I'm saying? I knew I didn't do it. And these people, oh. I, I even ran into one of the jurors, bro. Now this is some trip shit. Check this out. Now had I been a fucked up person out here wilding, doing dumb shit, you know, I ran into one of the jurors, bro. We was in the mall. I ran into the juror, and this lady said, "Hey, how you doing? You don't know me, but I know you. I was I sat on your jury." And I was like, what the fuck? I said, wow. I said, hey, how you doing, my lady? I said, you know, it was real nice and we talked and shit. And the only reason I'm even saying that is because think about if I was just a fucked up dude and was out there doing some dumb shit and this lady saw me 
and would have been like, damn, I should have voted guilty. You know, you know what I'm saying? Even though the evidence was definitely just going to show you if you, if you, you know, run across a person like that and you see their actions, she knows she made the right choice. Based on the evidence first and then the person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that whole ordeal, man, was, was, was really crazy for me. It kind of got me blackballed from the industry and all kind of shit, bro. So, you know, it's what it is. That's what but, I was going to ask you. Like, how has it been for you, uh, you know what I'm saying, in the music industry? But you just pretty much answered that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Black have you ever, have like you ever talked to her brother since? Go ahead. I, I said, have you ever talked to uh, um, Michelle's brother since or no? Well, I'm going to tell you, I saw him a couple of times. One time was in the mall, and, I, I, you know, they were signing autographs and shit, you know, uh, and I went up and I, I said, uh, he didn't even know it was me until he looked up. And I said, this, you know, he said, who you want me to put on there? And I told him my name, and he looked up, and I said, what's up, bro? We need to talk. And he was like, man, my mom is trying to get in touch with you. And I was like, well, shit, man, just tell her, call me, you know what I'm saying? And from there, it was nothing, you know what I'm saying? They, no no response, no reach back, no none of that. Then I saw him another time, but that incident was real briefly, and I don't even think he knew who I was. Or if he did, he didn't really acknowledge it, you know what I'm saying? So, no, we haven't really talked except that one time when I saw him in the mall signing autographs and shit with, uh, I, I forget the company at the time. It was, you know, a bunch of them in there. Uh, but anyway, now. Nah. No, no conversation. I've tried to reach out, but the cats that I did reach out to, he told them, you know, you don't fuck with me. So I understand. I'm not going to push the issue. It's what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, but you, you said you never spoke about this before. How does it feel to get it off your chest, so to speak, and get your side of the story out there? Man, listen, <laughs> it feel like, a ton of bricks been lifted off my shoulders, man, because you have no clue. I mean, I didn't lived in a bunch of different states and not to, you know, not by to say living in different states for running or nothing shit like that because I always have been public. I've been in New Orleans doing shows, doing all kinds of shit. I, I, it wasn't like I was trying to hide, but I wasn't a fool. I wouldn't go around, you know, I just it's just certain stuff I wouldn't do because I do have a street history. So, you know, we're not dummies. You know, you're not going to just be at the second line, you know, all out there every time. You know, if you pop in at the second line, you pop in. But, you know, that's it. But, but man, that shit is so crazy because once I, once you know, to get this shit off my chest and to really just let people know I did not do it is is, is, is beautiful. And I feel good because I walk around with that every day. Like I said, I lived in different cities. So every time somebody, or like I would apply for a job or some shit, and my name would come up. This is how this shit scratched. My name, you know, they look at my name, and they say, oh, you're part of the, um, the Neville family, and this and that. And then immediately after that, we'd be like, um, you got a cousin or somebody that was accused for that, that, that. And so to be the man that I am, I say, well, yeah, that's not my cousin. That's me. I say, and I, yeah, I was accused. I said, I found out guilty. I didn't do it. Yeah, da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? And this is like every fucking city I went to, somebody would hit me with that shit. And so I'd be like, fuck, man, you can't get away from this shit. And I'm not trying to hide. It's just like the public care Katrina happened. When I come home, Katrina happened. 
you know, so I wound up in Texas, then another situation happened. I wound up in Dallas and then another situation. I wind up in fucking uh 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 and uh fuck uh Florida for a minute and you know, it was on a low but just different areas and every time brother shit would come up so it, it kinda felt like what the fuck can I do with my life without somebody bringing that shit back to me? Some shit that I was found not guilty for that I did not do. You know what I'm saying? How many times is this shit going to hit me in the face? You know? So yeah. to actually finally let the world know, whoever hear this shit, this ain't no shout out to beat with no beef with nobody. This is for me to say I didn't fucking do it. So if you're going to like me, you like me. If you're not, then hey, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But this is my truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everybody should have a chance to tell the truth, um, you know. Um, and uh, also, you know, what I'm saying I definitely uh, I praise you for doing so because a lot of people, man, they carry stuff uh, to the grave, you know. Um, so it's always good to get that off your chest, and maybe yeah, yeah. now, you know, people could uh, see your side of the uh, the story and, and see what you've gone through as well. You know, right? Uh, and also, they they need to realize, you know, there, there's a murderer out there, um, right? Still on the loose, right? So, but you, know, you you could have been you could have been you could have took the rap and you you could have been executed, man. You know, right? Right? You could right? You could have been executed, or so. so uh, you're very fortunate that the jury saw. The evidence, you know, what I'm saying, and and gave you the acquittal because a lot of innocent people they end up, man, unfortunately meeting that fate. Um, right. You know. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, no, it's a blessing, trust me. And I'm 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 fortunate enough. But of course, I, I now, now I must say this: like right after that, I did. You know, my head was all fucked up. So when I did come back home to the city, I fucked around and got right back in the street, and you know, wound up in jail again. And uh, wind up doing like damn that ten years because of a situation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was selling drugs and shit. You know, and a guy came in and tried to rob, and he shot me. I shot him. He died. You know, I left the scene, and uh, fuck. They, I mean, they found me because of the blood on the scene and this and that. So it's all good. It's no big deal because I was defending myself. But at the same time. I had to lay right back down, but my head was still fucked up because, man, let me tell you something. I met a chick one time, and this chick said, uh, you know, she was, long story short, we got into it for a, a, a sexual thing. And while I was, <laughs> while we were in the act, do you know what this motherfucker was saying? I'm fucking the killer. Oh, I'm fucking, and I was like, what the fuck? Of course, I went on ahead and got my little rocks off, but after that, I was like, Never fucked with her again, but to hear somebody say some shit, I'm fucking a killer. I'm fucking, I was like, what the fuck, man? So that, that that was a situation that made me know this shit is bigger than just you, dude. These people, you know, people have a mentality to take whatever is offered up on the news without even looking into the other side of the situation, the other side of the person. So for me, that shit there made me go into a whole nother little zone, man. And when I, you know, did the little time I came home, people thought I was in jail for the, the girl. But that was a whole different situation. I put the pistol on the motherfucker. He tried to rob me. He shot me. And fuck, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So 
And not saying the shit was right, but fuck, it happened. What am I supposed to do? Just let him lay there and dump on me and not try to, you know, retaliate? Come on, man. It was on the scene. It wasn't no, like he popped me and then he got away and I went hunted him down. It was right there. You know, all in one instance. So I did the time for that shit. And while I'm in jail, I'm hearing the songs and I'm hearing all this little different shit. And I'm like, fuck, man, this shit ain't going to never escape me. Yeah, one dude used to pass my bed every day playing that fucking song, playing one of the songs that that, that the brother, you know, put out. And I, I was, I wasn't, I, you know, it would kind of piss me off and make me want to just be violent. And, and what the fuck you passing in front of my bed for? People so vindictive, they, they do shit to try to piss you off. And so I, I took it. Man, I did my time, dude. I got in a few scrapes and bruises, but I did my time, educated myself, and was better coming out than I was when I went in. So I commend my fucking self. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's much needed. A lot of people go to prison and come out worse than the fuck they was when they went in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So that's a Yo, blessing. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's, it's a blessing. Well, you've been through a lot, man. Uh, just, just keep doing what you're doing. You got some dope music here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here to um, one more of the, one more of these dope tracks. But before we do, I want to give you the floor. Uh, you know, if you want to shout out anybody or, or talk about any other oh, albums man. or projects coming, or you know, it's all yours, brother. All right, man. Thank you, bro, for having me on, man. And uh, I'll give a few shout outs to a few of the players on the team. You know, what I'm saying we got the Power Culture Alliance, King Bryce, DJ Chuck Massacre, DJ Almighty Cash, DJ Spinwheel, Slick Double TME. Boss a Million, DJ Ice Mike 1200, the New Orleans Bomb Squad, SFX League, Exclusive The Selector, and to everyone within the family circle, national and global, Dirty Ray, uh, Devious, uh, 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 T. Honesty, uh, 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 shit, man, everybody. You know, the whole team, man. I appreciate you for having me on. And uh, one more cat, man. This dude, he's he doing his damn thing. Successful Five and uh, all of New Orleans, man. Represent, you know what I'm saying? Let's 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 spread love, man, and get this thing popping, man, and get this money. Thank you for having me on, my brother. And once again, if you love me, you love me. If you hate me, hey, so be it. It is what it is. It's your boy, Lord Nexus. You know, just check out all of the music, man, and and let the music speak for itself. Now, you do got a joint in there that I uh I I, I did called uh eyeball. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Not to speak on the yeah. music shit with the with the with the musicianship and shit like that. So I had to get the horns and I got the you know I played the bass on it and and you know got a few people to come in and do a bunch of different things. So that song I think that'd be a good song to go out on because you know I, when I was in the drug game you know I, I wasn't I wasn't scaling the shit unless it was pounds. You know what I'm saying? But the little shit I eyeball it. I hold it up and look at it and say that looked like about this or that. So. That's where that song came from, and I think it's a good one to leave out on. I bought it, a lot of musicianship in it. They got the uh, 504 horns on there with Ian, Ian Smith and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but, you know, a couple of different cats. Man, even the, 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 the dude who used to play saxophone for James Brown came in on a couple of my songs and did some stuff. I connected with him through Ian, which is a, a, a Thelonious New Orleans horn player. I mean, fucking awesome. And that's it, man. That's what it is. I appreciate you for having me on, man. It's much love. And uh, Exit, thank you, bro, for the connection. And um, to the world, if y'all love me, you love me. If you hate me, you hate me. It is what it is. That's my truth. Do what you will with it. Hey, you be safe, fam. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, too. They're going to come try to tell you your price. Dude, it is what it is. This is what it is. 
Damn, ain't nothing 